Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. You're listening to Achtung Law, broadcasting from the beautiful South Birmingham. Set no substitute. Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to Achtung Law. My name is Nick Hart, and you're listening to the second in our series of Christmas shows relating to Millwall objects of historical and cultural significance. Sounds a bit like Borat, doesn't it? But uh, no, I'm trying to look at some images that have been um, sent to me over time or have come my way, which I think have some kind of um, story or Millwall historical significance attached to them. And on that note, we did the first one yesterday. And so this is a second follow-up show. And, and I'm really pleased to have been sent an image by Dej Kempster. Big thank you to Dej for this image, who sent on um, Twitter... Uh, a picture of a fantastic medal that he's acquired. And it's a Southern League Championship medal from 1894 to 95 season, dear listeners, in the name on, written on the back of A. Law, um, who I found out is Abraham Law, who's a goalkeeper for the Lions in the inaugural season of the Southern League, which we were champions of in that first first uh, season of 1894-95. to 95. We'd actually go on and win it twice. Uh, we'd win it the following season as well, 1895-96. to 96. Um, It's a beautiful medal. It has a kind of like a star quality. I will stick an image of it on online, front and back, because um, both have interest in my opinion it's like you know looks like something that you'd get in terms of um order of the garter or something it's got that kind of quality to it it's kind of a star like image it's not it's a multi-pointed star um suddenly championship mill 1894 95 is the wording and on the back is a law um and then make makers of the medal i think it's hard to sell what that says uh it looks like ac cadna Something of that kind, maybe manufacturers of the medal. Um, so yeah, Abraham Law's championship medal. It's a beautiful piece of um, memorabilia, Dej. Big thank you for sending it in to me. If you listeners have anything of um, that you'd want me to have a look at, um, more than happy, do stick it on on Twitter. Or if you want to send it to me more privately by direct message or by email or text it to me, WhatsApp it to me. More than happy to get this kind of stuff. It's um, I find it fascinating. As a, like I said yesterday in the first show, um, I'm a bit of a sucker for antiques roadshow type shows. And um, although this is not a visual production as an audio podcast, I will put the pictures online 
and hopefully that will give you an, a sense of um, the item that we're talking about. So this is Abraham Law's Championship Medal, as we've said. I just want to give a few details about Abraham Law. And there's only one place that I turn to when I'm looking for Millwall biogs and details of players from the past. And that is Neil Fissler's Millwall Who's Who. Shout out to Neil Fissler. I know he's probably listening out there. Um, hope you're getting better, Neil. Um, Abraham Law, goalkeeper. 1894-96, dear listeners. 24 games for the Lions, or the Dockers, I should call them, because at this time we were Mill Athletic, playing at the Athletic Ground on the island. Uh, so therefore the Dockers. Um, Abraham was born in Dudley on the 2nd of December 1872, and he died in Hampstead on the 22nd of March 1944, during the Second World War. He would play for Mill Athletic in 1894, join West Bromwich Albion, in 1896 and then Stafford Rangers in 1897 he made his debut for the Dockers against Swindon Town on the 29th of September 1894 in a 9-0 win this was a very successful season for us dear listeners a um, little bit of a biography here I've got um, Dockers inaugural season in the Southern League saw three goalkeepers tried in the first four games one of which was Abe uh, Abraham Abe who appeared in their first ever match in a competition he then played second fiddle to W. Gibson as the Dockers won the Southern League title in 1894-95. But he was the first choice the following season, 95-96, when they retained their crown playing in every game but two matches. Abe moved on to West Bromwich Albion and made one appearance for the First Division outfit in the Football League. Um, he was appointed as an assistant master to Marylebone board school so he became a school teacher in february 1899 and he remained in the teaching profession until he retired passing away in 1944 as we've said um the it was quite interesting i took a little look through lions of the south dear listeners um just because it was the first season of the southern league and i, I was quite interested to to see what led the club into that competition and it turns out that we Millwall FC were prime movers in the creation of the Southern League. The Football League had, of course, famously been created in 1888, uh, but that was more of a northern competition. Some of the big clubs up north were members of the Football League, most of the big ones. But down south, there was nothing until Millwall became the driving force. Millwall Athletic became the driving force behind the creation of that Southern League, uh, which we would go on to win in the first season. Just looking at the league table, in 1894-95, we'd actually go through the season unbeaten. Uh, 16 games played, so there'd be, what, eight teams? Uh, two, four, six, eight, nine teams. Um, home and away. So, uh, six, played 16, Millwall, won 12, drew four, uh, scored 68 goals. 68 goals in 16 games, conceding just 19 in return, 28 points. Um, we'd finish six points ahead of Luton Town. Uh, in second position, Southampton, Southampton St. Mary's, as they were called at this point, um, in third on 20. Bottom of the table in this inaugural se uh, season, Swindon Town. Other teams involved in the competition, uh, Ilford, Reading, Chatham, the Royal Ordnance, who I think played over at, um, in the in the uh, the Arsenal, the uh, Woolwich Arsenal. Uh, also Clapton and, and Swindon, as we've said. Um, these were big, heady days for, for Millwall Athletic. We'd been formed ourselves not terribly long before this championship win. We obviously were 
created on the Island of Dogs as a, as a kind of a factory kickabout side in 1885. So to go from being you know a works team in uh, 1885 and then within what nine years a team capable of winning a championship with some fairly substantial opponents there I think it's got to be said I mean the Southern League would would strengthen um, Tottenham and and Arsenal I think would would join uh, for a period anyway in the years to follow Tottenham would become the uh, the only Southern League side to to win the FA Cup in 1901, I believe. Um, which you have to check that. Um, but we would we would be founder members, and slightly strangely, if you like, we was I think uh, Mill saw the Southern League as their baby, uh, uh, having won the championship in 1894-95. An invitation would actually be received from the Football League. Uh, to join it and as a second division member of the Football League, which, with the benefit of hindsight, would have been a massive, massive step forwards for Millwall Athletic Football Club. Um, we, in our inimitable, inimitable Millwall style, would refuse that invitation. We would turn it down. Um, Arsenal, instead, would press on uh, and become members of the Football League. I think Spurs would do during the 1900s, in the, uh, the Edwardian era, um, but Millwall would turn it down in typical Millwall style. And, and James Murray tries to consider some of the reasons for that decision, which, as he says here, I'm just reading verbatim from Lions of the South here, listeners. Uh, the reasons for Millwall not to join the league are hard to grasp today. But the main one was simply the club did not relish the prospect of paying large sums of money in travel like their neighbours Arsenal would do. Um, the club had become a limited company earlier on in the year and tighter controls on travel expenses were the main issues. So <laughs> there we are. Um, ambition taking second place to um, the, the travel kitty. Um, how very Millwall. Would we have it any other way? I, I, I don't know. It, he describes it, James describes it as the worst decision in Mill's history um, and probably that's very, very true. We would become the famous Lions of the South, of course, Southern League um, mainstays, bastions, but you've still got to consider the impact that uh, joining the Football League may have made on the history of our club. We would have been something very, very different, almost certainly. So there we are. So that's a fantastic item, Dej. Um, the Southern League Championship medal belonging to Abraham Law for 1894-95. And as I say, I will stick an image of that online. So that was an that was an extra. That was that was um, not quite a request. I don't mind um, if people want to send me images because I don't. It's really good to get um, get uh, to grips with some of these items, and it could be anything. And I'm, I hope that's going to be displayed by my next choice of mural item of historical and cultural significance. And this is a ticket. It's a 1946 ticket for Aston Villa. Mill versus Aston Villa. Um, or Aston Villa versus Millwall, I should, should put it the right way round. Um, this was a game playing FA Cup tie, played on January the 28th, 1946. Kick-off 2.15pm. That was a Monday, Monday afternoon. Kick-off 2.15pm. It's the second leg. The FA Cup for 1945-46, in the aftermath of the Second War, was the only time in FA Cup history 
that it was played as a two-legged competition. All of the rounds from the third round up until the quarterfinals, the sixth round, were played as home and away legs. Um, not quite in the modern style of having some gap between the two games. This, The first leg for this game was played at, um, at the Den on the 26th of September 1946. And that would finish as a 4-2 uh, win for Aston Villa, who were flying high at the time. And Millwall, not so much. But it was a, a Aston Villa uh, put four past us at the Den. Lions to reply were just two. But the second leg would take place on the Monday. So Saturday to Monday, Monday afternoon. So 48 hours later, we'd play the second leg. And it would unfortunately finish in one of the club's record defeats, for which I do have a match report here. Uh, it would finish Aston Villa 9 Nine, N-I-N-E, to Mills 1, Mill Athletic 1. And I found a, a match report from the, the, the uh, Daily News Chronicle, um, reported here by Charles Buchan himself, famous name. Um, Villa's forwards at their best get nine goals, says Charles Buchan. Aston Villa won through to the fifth round of the FA Cup at Villa Park yesterday without ever getting out of a canter. Millwall were hopelessly outclassed. And had it not been for the brilliant work of goalkeeper Dunkley, the score would have reached cricket proportions, says Charles Buchan. Um, he continues, apart from the obvious superiority of the Villa, I felt the game was lost in the mill dressing room when it was decided to play Ford at centre-half. Ford had pulled a fire muscle on Saturday and was in no fit state to play a cup tie. In his limping conditions, or his limping from the very start, um, he couldn't cope with the fast combined raids of Broom. Edwards and Iverson down the centre of the field. The other Mill defenders were not fast enough to cover him as the Villa inside forwards took the ball through almost at will. He does go on to give some praise later on in the report, which I won't read all. Um, Buchan says, I must say that Mill stuck manfully to their hopeless task and never stooped, stooped to questionable tactics. He mentions Dudley Brawley, Tom Brawley, uh, J.R. Smith and Tyler. We're often beaten... But never disgraced, says Charles Buchan. Um, so, yeah, a 9-1 loss in the second leg of the FA Cup. That will be up there with the club's record defeats. Um, I don't know where... I think it does stand as a proper result because it was the FA Cup. So some of the um, wartime leagues was, would still have been um, in existence. I'm not sure if they stand as um, full-scale results because of the use of guest players. So I, I don't know where this... Uh, match sits in um, the uh, in in the kind of club's records in that sense, um, but the ticket itself is is an interesting one. This has come from this is one I think that Andy sent me, Andy Andy Sullivan, and this is given that it was the away leg. It's listed as Millwall versus Aston Villa, so the home side first in in the modern sense. But I don't think they were so rigid about that approach in the past. But this is certainly the leg played at Aston Villa Football Club. It's got their address written at the top. Uh, Monday, 28th of Jan, 1946, kicking off at 2.15. No floodlights back then, kids. Um, English Cup replay. English Cup, interesting term as well. The, uh, the we, came to, we had the Scottish Cup, don't we? But we came to lose that sense of it being the English Cup. Um, the replay, as they call it, rather than the second leg. Price to get in was six shillings. Um, younger listeners might want me to explain what a shilling is, I suppose, mightn't they? Um, I'm old enough to remember us switching over from 
the old imperial system on decimal day in 1971 when we went to the current 100 pennies to the pound system. But back then, prior to 1971, within my living memory, dear listeners, we had 20 shillings to the pound, 12 pennies to the shilling. So we had this kind of three-way split of a pound note. Um, Complicated, to say the least, um, in, in, in retrospect. But uh, it gave you gave you all sorts of weird and wonderful half crowns, which was two shillings and sixpence and sixpences and threepenny bits and uh, ten shilling notes, all sorts of things that sound like you're in Billy Bunter's um, dorm or something when you're saying back. But yeah, I do remember switching from shillings, pound shillings and pence, LSD, but not the drug. So this was a six shilling seat in row I, seat sixty nine of the Trinity road uh, block d um unusual to have a ticket for a game back then i suppose that's one of the things that um when i did the uh the wall talk interview the other day with with young max young max he asked me about um how did we get tickets when i first started going in in uh mill in 72 and of course, we the answer is we didn't have tickets back then. And I said it then, I'll say it again, if Max is listening. Back then, you paid your money on the game. And what that meant was it was actually quite rare, comparatively rare, to have a ticket. They tended to represent a seat. And if you were in the seats, you were paying more to watch your game of football, implied a bit of, um, a bit of wealth, I suppose. So um, unusual, unusual to see them. And this ticket has made its way through the ages down now to Andy Sullivan's collection. And there's a picture he sent me a while back. I, I did have the idea of doing um, like a photo book of stuff like this. And I may yet come back to it. Or if anyone else steals the idea in the meantime, then um, damn your eyes, as, as, as they say in Charles Dickens's villainous times. So there we are. Millwall, um, Aston Villa 9, Millwall 1, ticket for the Trinity Road Block D, row I, 69. Six shillings, governor. Achtung, Mehlball. So finally, 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 um, we've covered the tickets and we've covered a championship medal. And just to give a bit of a sense of how I want to approach these shows, it's anything and everything. We've had a ski hat in the previous edition of this this particular um, take on Achtung Mill. But this time around, I'm going to, uh, feature a commemorative mug and it's one made for the 2000 and 2001 season division two champions Millwall football club with the the um the lions um kind of i call them patter cake lions the two lions facing each other with Millwall in it as a kind of a scroll underneath it not the roaring lion badge it's the old one that we we wore um over over the years and then theo revived it i think for the uh, for his period in charge, and I think he, he revived it because he felt that the old roaring lion was rather too fierce for the kind of image that he wanted to create for the club. Um, but anyway, this is a like a, a gold um, edged white mug. Uh, looks like the kind of thing I, I can't remember now. Um, it's relatively recent season in my time, although that is what twenty <laughs> twenty two years ago, nearly twenty one years ago. So it still seems very recent in my mind. Um, consequence of age, dear listeners. But um, it's a white mug. It looks like the kind of thing that you'd get from on, on order as a kind of like a 
Uh, was it the Danbury Mint used to do stuff in 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 the newspapers, commemorative stuff? Uh, this is reasonably reasonably um, nicely done. It's quite discreet. The it's gold leaf kind of um, edging. The Mill Football Club is written in a gold italic style. Um, Division Two champions, two thousand two thousand one, underneath a, a Mill uh, patter cake badge, which is in red, uh, white, gold, and blue. Um, quite nicely done. I I can't remember if the club did these um, or where whether you'd have to get it privately made in some way. I don't know. It looks like the kind of thing you could have a nice mug of tea from, though probably you wouldn't use it um, because it's too good for going in the dishwasher because you wouldn't want to lose all, all the um, leaf and stuff off of it. The 2000 and 2001 season, we've covered quite a few times over the years, so I don't want to go too deeply into it beyond saying it was one of the most wonderful seasons ever. Um, I think, can only think of 1988, uh, the promotion season, then the Division 1 days that come really close to it in terms of enjoyability. Um, from a personal point of view, it was at a certain time in my life. I think I bought the season ticket for the first time the year before under Rhino Macca. Um, this would have been under, under, under Mark McGee's management, of course, this season. Cheer up, Mark McGee. Um, but there's some wonderful, wonderful performances. I'm just looking at Rotherham, 4-0, um, uh, promotion rivals. We dispatched them with, with a plum at the den. Um, you've got some classic, classic players. Tony Warner in goal. I'll read out the team for the last day. The the 5-0 the win over Oldham. Played in front of 19,000? 18,500 at the, at the uh, Zampa Road. So Tony Warner in goal, Matt Lawrence, Robbie Ryan, David Livermore, Sean Dyche, Stuart Nevercott, Lucas Neal, Tim Cahill, Neil Harris, Paul Moody, Stephen Reid, and substitutes that day, Mark Bertram, Christoph Kinney. Say no more. There's not really much more you can say to any Millwall fan that lived through that great season other than the fact it left a personal um, mark that will be with me forever. It's, it will remain one of the most enjoyable seasons for the reasons that I've described, and we'll go no further on, on that front either. Um, wonderful times, wonderful days, the glory days. And I don't know who sent this to me. I've had it for a little while, so I'm going to apologise to the owner of the mug. It's, it's a nice piece of... Um, uh, it looks like it's uh, it's got like a bone china type quality to it so it's really nicely done i will stick a picture of this online um i won't go very much further into the 2000 2001 season because it's been done a good few times over over the years um so there we are um we have mr law's league championship medal we have the ticket from 1946 and we have a, a bone china mug commemorating 2000 to 2001 uh, and that's the kind of thing that I want to achieve with these these little shows um, it's it's the items and the personal impact and the stories that come from them that make them um, more than what they are individual as individuals if that makes any kind of sense whatsoever then good luck to you because I'm not sure it does to me but um, there we are so we're going to do another show like this um, I hope tomorrow um, for not quite the 12 days of Christmas but as my old mum used to say once you got past um, New Year's Eve it's all over anyway so I'm not going to do the full 12 months, uh, twelve days of Christmas 
we're going to do a few shows over Christmas whilst we get um, the well, we, we we you know we we dwell on the impending doom of what appears to be a lockdown ahead. But uh, there we are. We won't we won't um, take it down. So until tomorrow's show, dear listeners, um, if you do have any items you want me to look at and have a little think about and see what I can come up with, do um, Twitter them Twitter them to me. Or, or, or send them to me by one method or another more than happy to do that big thank you to to everyone that sent these images to me andy uh to dej and to a and other i can't remember who it was who sent me this i've had it such a long time and it's great to be able to finally make use of it so but anyway until tomorrow's show dear listeners thank you for listening uh arriva dirty millwall bye for now Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.